0: Alright, welcome to the Bible study. Today we'll be in Matthew chapter 20 and we're going to talk about Jesus and the Bible against socialism. Jesus and the Bible against socialism. Now, in this passage of scripture a lot of interesting things shows up and it starts off like this, For the kingdom of heaven is like, this is what the kingdom of heaven is like. Now the kingdom of heaven, I hope you understand, is not talking about way up there beyond the stars, some place where god is and angels are that's not the kingdom of heaven the kingdom of heaven is right here i'm not saying that the third heaven the throne room of god the eternal place i'm not saying that that is here i'm talking about the kingdom of heaven the bible talks about the kingdom of heaven he says that the violent take it by force that's impossible to take god's throne room by force or the eternal place that god is now by force Uh, there's no violent people there you come in there with violence you get your head busted so when he's talking about the kingdom of heaven he's talking about a literal visible earthly kingdom and everybody in on the earth lives inside of the kingdom of heaven. It's very fractured right now. There's no unity right now. And really, there shouldn't be any unity. There should be peace. Nations should get along. But you're talking about a perfect world. I understand that. I'm not warlike. I'm not for war. But I'm also not foolish enough enough to think that everybody's going to get along or everybody's going to have everybody else's best interest at heart. It should be that way. But it's not that way well brother mike wouldn't it be nice if it was that way sure it would but it's not make no mistake about it there's people out there that's trying to take advantage of you and trying to get an advantage over you and so that's just the way that it is the kingdom of heaven is like he's about to tell you what the kingdom of heaven is like for the kingdom of heaven is like unto a government no he didn't say that Uh, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a monarchy. (laughs) No, it's not. Uh, There are men and women that are going to usurp authority over you, and there are people in this world that God will set up as rulers over you, and there are people in this world that the devil uh, will and can set up as rulers over you. That depends upon your heart and your mind uh, according to what nation you belong to. However, he says, for the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is a householder. Now, this makes this thing very private. We're talking about each individual householder's rights. We're not talking about governments. We're not talking about constitutions. We're not talking about local laws. We're not talking about anything like that. Uh, matter of fact, this passage doesn't talk about uh, local laws or civil laws. Or county laws, or state laws, or federal laws. This passage talks about things that are lawful. And I would rather deal with things that are lawful than things that are laws. It's not lawful for me to cheat my neighbor, whether the county has a law against cheating or not. Some things are lawful and some things are not. And that is the way that God wants us to live. And the Bible says, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And the more of the spirit of the lord that uh, we can take advantage of as individuals the more of his will that we follow the more liberties that we'll have it might be a struggle we might have to uh, go through many trials and temptations but i think america is uh, a good example of that not that it was a christian nation but it was a nation that had christians who believed god's word and went through many mighty struggles but at the end of the day it it found for itself a nation where men and women at large were left pretty much to themselves to decide a lot of things on their own and that's the way that it should be there uh, nobody in california ought to be worried about what a guy in the backwoods of north carolina is doing and if you are you have too much time on your hands uh not only that but if you're worried about the guy next door to your house if you're worried about what he's doing and how he's you know that guy pays his mortgage he pays his light bill he what he does in his backyard what he does in his living room is none of your business it's none of your business he might be doing something that you think is wrong or something that you think is a sin okay if you're a christian pray for him Uh, if you're if you think your neighbor's not doing something right okay uh, you're gonna have to figure out if you can live with that or not maybe you have to move maybe you pray god that that god moves him but you know if you've got time to be disgusted uh with what the people that live down the street from you are doing you've got too much time on your hands you need to be busier taking care of yourself and if you would spend some of that energy on taking care of yourself you'd probably get a lot th- a lot more things done and get uh, have a lot more successes in your own life now there's things in life that I don't like I don't like homosexuality. The Bible says homosexuality is wrong, but I'm not worried about the guy down the street. Uh, He's going to do what he wants to do. He knows it's wrong. Uh, If he doesn't know it's, it's wrong, then somebody failed him along the way or somebody failed his mom and dad along the way. And those people are going to live their life and they're going to believe their beliefs and they're going to die and pay the consequences for it one way or the other. I believe that very same thing about myself. I'm not going to condone it. I'm not going to say it's right, but I'm not going to carry a torch down there and burn his house down either. I don't have the authority to do that. And I'm not that worried about uh, what those people are doing anyway, because I've got a whole life that I have to take care of. I, I'm a householder. I have to take care of my own life, and I don't have time to get that involved in whether or not they're recycling their pop cans or whatever the case may be. It's none of my business. Oh, uh, well, they're going to wreck the planet. That's none of my business. Who, who made me a guardian over the planet? I'm not a guard, uh, guardian. I'm not going to put any nuclear waste in my backyard. Is that okay? Sure it is. And then governments get involved with telling people, oh, you can't put this fertilizer down. It's going to run off into the creek. You're letting corporations dump tons and tons of junk into the river so we can't even catch a fish. And cook it on the barbecue because of all the mercury that's in it. In junk, you're saying that we're gonna uh, infest the the water with our fertilizer for our garden. You're a tyrant, and you're a busybody, hey <laughs> man. Uh, but at any rate, we'll get back to this. The kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is a an householder, and that's really uh to me that ought to be uh one of the highest positions not president not emperor not prime minister householder uh, and the bible says a man that is a householder the kingdom of heaven is likened to a man that is a householder which went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard so here's a man he owns a house he owns a vineyard and he is uh, he is his own economy and He needs some workers though. It's time for harvest, I suppose. And I need somebody to help me with it. That's the mindset. This is what the kingdom of heaven is like. This is how the world is supposed to operate. And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, you see that the man went out, he found some men who were willing to work and he said, let's talk about how much you want to be paid. It's an agreement. It's not an oppressive overlord. This is not a great baron. <laughs> they talk about in the early history of America, some men made a lot of money because this is the land of opportunity. And some men saw a need and they found out how to meet that need and they made a lot of money doing it. And And the progressive called those robber barons. Well, be that as it may, they they were able to make money and they were able to provide for their families. And they were able to provide for many, many, many other families. Sometimes thousands of families. I might not agree with everything they did or all their practices, and shame on them if they did things wrong. But if you're talking about families like Rockefellers and DuPonts, villainize these people. Uh, you, you can't uh, you can't villainize them anymore for making money uh, than they can villainize you for being a lazy bum they got the rewards for being a uh, industrious hard-working person and you got the rewards for being a lazy bum well i tried and i failed okay try again lots of the people that made lots of money that people call robber barons uh they tried and failed and they tried and failed and, the, and some of them died trying and failing but they tried and they failed or and eventually they had some success if they cut corners shame on them but at least they were doing something and in the meantime they had to hire other people and other people got to buy biscuits and and gravy and eggs and and electricity for their freezer and that's the way things work and said well it shouldn't be that well we don't live in a perfect world Uh, somebody's going to take advantage of somebody else Uh, yeah and the people who are crying about people taking advantage of one another are taking advantage of one another so let's not let fools lead us into a conflict to cut our own throats let's just don't do that well the bible says he agreed with the labor so this man said i'm willing to pay this much and the people who were willing to work said i'm willing to accept this much that's the way it should be the idea of a minimum wage is tyranny the idea of a minimum wage it's fun it's fair Uh, i'd rather make 15 dollars an hour than five dollars an hour But I have to be worth $15 an hour in order to get somebody to pay me $15 an hour. And the job has to be worth $15 an hour or you're an idiot for paying $15 an hour. If I had a job and it was worth $10 an hour to pay somebody to make a hamburger or something like that. And somebody said to me. You've got to pay them fifteen dollars an hour. Well, I would just try to find some way to get away around hiring people, and that's just that's what's taking place. You go to Walmart. There's not many cashiers there now because it's just it's cheaper to do it some other way. The car industry has found robots to do the work that they used to pay people to do. And you say, well, they they. They got all these robots and they're taking jobs away from people. Well, those people agreed to work for $15 an hour or $20 an hour. And once they got in there and they saw that that man was making all Ford was making all this money, make it, they just said, well, we need some of that money too. And they broke their agreement and they unionized and they said, we got to have a pension for life and we we deserve these things. Well, I don't think that you do. You don't deserve it anymore than a bum on skid row. You deserve, if you work an hour, you deserve to make whatever you agreed to work uh, for an hour. If you agreed to work for $15 an hour, then that's what you deserve. Otherwise, you don't deserve anything. If I have $15 in my hand, and I worked for it, and I produced this $15, you have no right to it. No right to it whatsoever. No matter who you are. Uh, that means uh, government. That means my neighbor. That means if I have $15 in my pocket, uh, nobody but me and my family has a right to this $15. And if a car company builds a car and they make uh, $20,000 off of that car, uh, then they're going to figure out how much they can afford to pay people to produce those cars and you get what you get. And, but if, well, man, I, I got, you know, I got a, retire one day and i got to have insurance and all these things i got to have i deserve we'll unionize and make them pay us this well okay thank you very much now a car costs 75 80 thousand dollars and if you think it's if you think a, a suburban is worth 80 thousand dollars you're out of your mind you're paying for somebody's some somebody's broken agreement they agreed to make a car for so much they got together and railroaded somebody into paying up paying their lifetime insurance and lifetime pension and lifetime retirement and now you're paying for, you're paying for somebody's retirement by buying a suburban that's going to last you their their pension ought to last for 20 years after they stop working but your the car that that person made is not going to last 10 years especially if you live up north it'll be a rust bucket in five years so you get to buy a car from a from a union auto worker that's going to last you five or ten years at most and you buying that car is going to pay him to live the rest of his life well i want a car that lasts the rest of my life then But at any rate that's just logic and good sense but this world doesn't always make logic and good sense but at any rate he agreed with the laborers for a penny a day Uh, when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day he sent them into his vineyard and he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace and he said unto them go ye also into the vineyard and whatsoever is right i will give you and they went their way and went out about the sixth and the ninth hour and did likewise and about the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing idle and saith unto them why stand ye here all idle all the day so I, I, when it, the day's almost done people not working, you begin to think they're lazy and that's what he's asking them why are you stand here idle all the day well it might be that they're lazy and then in this case it might be that nobody hired them In which case is that they're saying we're ready to work. We're willing to work, but nobody hired us. Otherwise, they would have probably been at home playing the PlayStation, but they were in the marketplace. Obviously, they were looking for something to do. And so he said unto them, he said, they say unto him, because no man hath hired us. He saith unto them, go ye also into the vineyard and whatsoever is right, that shall you receive. Now, uh, back up in verse four. He went out uh, again into the marketplace later. He hires the first one for a penny a day. They agree on that. When he goes and hires the second group, he says, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, I will give you. So he agrees for at the beginning of the day that the work that they're doing is worth a penny a day. So what, what the agreement is becomes right. Some people talk about right right wages and wrong wages well at the beginning of the day the householder and the laborers agreed together what should be the right wage for a day so the next time he hires he doesn't say i'll give you a penny a day he said i'll give you what is right and so there is uh there ought to be a measure of right and wrong there ought to be some way of figuring out what's right and how you do that is you let the person who has the money decide what is right for him to pay because only he knows what it's worth to him so he goes out in the morning and says i agree with you for a penny they say we'll take a penny and we'll work for you he goes out later in the day and says you go work for me also and i'll pay you what's right that's a pretty dangerous situation if you think about it i'm going to go work for this man he's going to give me what he thinks is right but after all it's his do you want you do you want something or do you want nothing Well, I I would go to work, but I can't find the right job. But, uh, you know, you've got to eat this week. So is something better than nothing? Sure it is. So it's not a waste of time. So I, I really don't want to work for fast food. That's not enough money. I know that. But is there another job? being offered to you right now well you might you might have to start low and and work your work your way up you can't tell young folks that this day and time i'm going to go to college so i'm going to make a million dollars right <laughs> yeah right it's not going to work it's not going to happen you're going to start at the bottom and they're going to give you what is right and if you're being oppressed you'll know it but at any rate we'll move on here we could say some other things about inflation and different stuff like that but at any rate he says, uh, verse four. He said unto them, "Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, I will give you." And they went their way. He comes out in verse six, and he said, "Why stand ye here idle all the day? Because no man hath hired us." He said to them, "Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, that shall ye receive." And so, so honesty. This man is is being honest. He's saying, "What's right, I'll give you." And I believe that because Jesus often is talking about himself this householder is jesus when jesus tells some of these parables he's talking about a a husbandman or he talks about uh, a householder or something like that he's usually talking about himself what he would do in that situation but he says what is right i'll give you and so we we really need men that are honest that will give their laborers what is theirs and god has many stipulations about that god says to the uh, householder in the old testament he said you hire somebody to work for you you don't withhold their wages you give it to them at the end of the day and and that's really what happened in the old testament economy even here in the book of matthew you work a day you get paid today we're not hold your we're not withholding your payments and we're not withholding anything from your payments you work today for a penny you get your penny today so, he says, because they say unto him, because no man hath hired us, he saith unto them, go ye into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, I'll give you. So, he treats people right. And that's that's the way businessmen should treat them right. If if you're making a product, and every product that you make makes $150, $7 is too little to pay the man who's making it. So, I mean, figure it out. So, he says in verse number eight he says so, so when even the evening when even was come the lord of the vineyard saith unto his steward call the laborers and give them their hire beginning from the last unto the first when they were came to the high when they came that were hired about the 11th hour they received every man a penny he paid them the same thing he that he said he would do right and he did more than right. He was very generous. So generous that the people who thought they deserved more. Were very upset. <laughs> and that's a, that's a very interesting case about, about this passage of scripture here. Is that when the man said that he would do right. He done right. And he done so right that it made the people who worked all day very angry. Well we worked all day. We deserved more. But what did you agree on? So he says. So when even was come. Uh, i read that verse already. Verse number nine. When they came that were hired about the eleventh hour, they received every man a penny. But when the first came, they supposed that they should have received more. Why did they suppose that? Because they thought they were worth more. Here's a guy that worked an hour. He made a penny. I worked all day. I'm probably going to get more. But what did you agree on? You agreed on a penny. He says, Likewise, received every man a penny. And when they had received it, they murmured against the good man of the house saying, uh, these last have wrought but one hour and thou hast made them equal unto us so there is the uh, there is the real big there's the real guy that thinks other people are not equal to him Oh, i worked all day and i deserve this and this other person only worked one hour yeah but you worked and you agreed to the to your wages and so that's really the way it should be you should agree to a wage if you don't agree to the wage go work somewhere else then you work and then you get paid and what somebody else gets is none of your business but if somebody gets more than you think they should get all of a sudden you're upset about it that means you think you're better than them that that's the idea of equality that the bible wants to get across you do what you're supposed to do and you receive the reward that was agreed upon for that this other person does what they do and they get what was agreed upon and that's their business and their master's business and what you get is your business and your master or your boss whatever whatever terminology you want to use it's, it's it's your business and that makes you equal to everybody else I get this because I agreed to this and I have this worth they get what they get because that's their worth and that's what they have an agreement with the person who pays them uh, when it comes to equality that's the only thing that you can do you can on, you can only mind your own business or you can get upset it's completely and totally up to you I, I don't recommend the upset part it brings ulcers and stuff But it says these uh, last have wrought but one hour and thou hast made them equal unto us which have borne the burden and the heat of the day so the they're not equal to us they hadn't done what we've done well there might be some merit to that but you're supposed to agree with you're supposed to uh set up all that agreement at the first and you didn't do it so uh, you're not going to get your way i mean it's the man that owns the money and what he says here is take what is yours and go your way but he answered one of them and said Friend, I do thee no wrong. Didst not thou agree with me for a penny? Hard to argue with that. Take that as thine and go thy way. Take that as thine and go thy way. Take what's yours and go your way. Uh, This is me. This is my stuff. I can give them what I want to give them. You agree to a penny. I'm giving you your penny. Take your penny and go to your house and live your life. take that penny and do something with it Boy, there's another parable that works in there also but at any rate he says take that as that take that thine is and go thy way Uh, i will give unto this last even as unto thee is it not now we were talking about this a little bit ago and we'll finish with this is not is it not lawful this is what jesus thinks about personal property is it not lawful for me to do what i will with mine own he didn't say isn't it the law he does not say, don't the law say I have a right to do That's not what he says. He said it's lawful. No matter what the law says, no matter what the minimum wage law is, or no matter what kind of law the progressive has made to uh, try to bankrupt small business owners and stuff like that, no matter what the law says, what really matters is what is lawful. He says it's lawful for me to do whatever I want to do with my own stuff. Is it not lawful for me to do what I will with mine own? And he says, is thine eye evil because I'm good because I'm good enough to give a man a penny for an hour. And I give you a penny for a day because that's what we agreed. I was nice enough to take these people who had nothing and give them a penny. He said, you're mad at me because I didn't give you more because you thought I gave them more than they should got. You're the one that has a problem Because you're worried about this guy over here that that you think that you think you're better than. And so you're evil because I'm good. You think you're thinking evil because I'm thinking good. I'm I'm treating somebody better than you think I should be treating them. And you're judging that because you think you're being mistreated and that's not the case at all. And I think that probably has a lot to do with the modern progressive movement. Um, well you know this guy over here he's got this nice house and and he goes to work and he works behind a desk and he don't work hard at all and here I am out here working on a building a house and and I'm sweeping gutters or making hamburgers and man I've worked and toiled in the sun it's real hard work and I deserve more well go get a job that agrees to pay you more Uh, it's harsh but we live in a harsh world um, the sun is harsh, but you know, find some shade. It, it's it's ridiculous to think that you can bully the world into uh, becoming a shangri-la or 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 a, or an amusement park. The world is a hard place. And you're going to have to dig down and survive. And I I hate that as much as anybody else does. Uh, I would like to, you know, live in a place where all your needs are met and everything goes right and there's no sickness. That's why, you know, I'm glad I'm going to heaven when I die. But I'm not going to try to make heaven on earth by bankrupting people that are trying to make it out for themselves and trying to do good for themselves. I could always start my own business. Unless the government wants to bully me or a local uh, town council wants to bully me into, you know, giving them a cut of everything to the point to where a man can't move, a man can't survive. And, you know, that's the way that things are going. But God's not for it. Jesus is not for it. The idea that Jesus has is that it's lawful for me to do what I want to with my own stuff. I worked for it. I found a useful a uh, p- uh, product to make, or a, or a a needful product to make, and I put my hand to it. Now people are buying it, and whatever I make from that, it's my right to do what I will with it that's what jesus thinks that's what god thinks and he also thinks we should take care of the poor and be charitable and he thinks all those things but that's the that's the individual responsibility of the householder and that's exactly what this man did he said i'll agree with you for a penny and then he went out and let a man work for an hour and paid that guy a penny that's very charitable that's very good that's very honorable god blessed him for it i'm sure if that was a literal uh um story no doubt God blessed the man if it's a parable which it is I believe uh, then it's God representing exactly what he would do and what he thinks about the thing and there's just no question uh, from a biblical viewpoint uh, progressivism and communism and socialism is not anything that God's ever had in mind while at the same time God is very interested with householders profitable people being uh, kind and charitable and taking care of those that that are not as well off. All these things God is interested in, but God is not interested in charity uh, at, the, at the end of the gun barrel or at the edge of a sword. That's not what God has in mind at all. Is it not right, uh, he says, uh, to, is it not lawful for me to do what I will with mine own? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, That's Jesus and the Bible against socialism. We'll see you next time.